besides Keith Lee just doing the job, making his big comeback in his home state of Texas to do the job. And now uh, Oldberg just came out to challenge Lashley, but then Lashley's looking really upset that um, that a 54-year-old man just came out there. <laughs> I don't, I, it's, this is just riveting TV. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. And what's it gonna do? It doesn't matter how you're doing. Woo! Wheel of dealing. Living the life. Jet flat. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Would you please shut the hell up? You don't know what hard times are, daddy. The queen will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at my new one, what up what up welcome to episode 48 of keep the kayfabe i'm mike sitting here with my boys ready to talk some wrestling surprise entrance and guests were the running theme of this weekend's wrestling action-packed uh shows between fighter fest uh impacts slammiversary and wwe's money in the bank we saw a lot of people come out uh and we're gonna break it all down each uh pay-per-view and uh yeah before we get into all that fun stuff we got a lot to get to but let's uh get acclimated with the boys real quick over in glendale somebody who keeps it regal steve Grobschmidt. how are you grabby i think i'm cute i know i'm sexy <laughs> i got the looks that drive the girls wild. i got the moves <laughs> that really move them i send chills up and, up and down, down their spine <laughs> I'm to just be clear, a sexy boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> I'm not your boy, toy. <laughs> to be clear to all of our listeners out there, Steve did accidentally pour himself a full glass of rum, although I'm not sure it was totally an accident. But regardless of why it happened, I'm glad it did. Oh, my God. That was probably my favorite one of all time. I'm literally crying laughing. Same. So funny awesome delivery on that too and he had a little pizzazz in each line too oh man awesome stuff thank you steve for that that was awesome all right let's go down to bayview talk to somebody who keeps it freshly squeezed matt michelson how are you matt (laughs) well since steve brought us the main event i don't know how i'm ever gonna follow that except (laughs) (laughs) i I did not see that coming. Nobody did. But very, uh, yeah, very appropriate. That's awesome. Good stuff there, Matt. All right. And let's stay down in Bayview. Talk to the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, my God. It's Charlie Michael. Ask it as glory. Ask it as glory. (laughs) I am limitless. I am jobber. Yep. I I will never recover. And with like that, career. yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I just realized we have another very special announcement. It's time for a yet another segment of Charlie's Corner. Charlie, after your intro there, you just brought something to mind. Do you want to tell the listeners what's going on on Monday Night Raw? Um, right now, <laughs> uh, you got Jinder, Jinder Mahal and his two lackeys out there. <laughs> but, but yeah, nah, Keith Lee made his big triumphant comeback on a Monday Night Raw in his home state of Texas. And I guess they were cheering welcome back during the commercial break. 
and they were welcomed back to him looking at the lights and doing the job to Bobby Lashley. So it was a great, a, another great piece of business and booking by Vince and the team. Bring a guy back and have him yeah. lose right away. Another smart decision by Vince McMahon, as always. Uh, and with that, this has been another segment of Charlie's Corner. But you have Goldberg, so. <laughs> Oldberg. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These dudes, these dudes are arguing over a motorcycle. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. And Jackson Riker, and Jackson Jackson Riker, the face, uh, wrestled. Yeah, he won tonight. Yeah. Who do you who do you wrestle? Uh, uh, take a wild guess. Uh, Who's he been wrestling? Uh, The same uh, guy, Elias. Elias. Yeah, the same guy wrestling every week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like I said, three weeks, dude, and people will be over this bullshit again, dude. All it is is putting earrings on a pig, dude. That's all it is. They added the cr- added a live crowd that hopefully will shit on him in three weeks. Yep. Wow. Most definitely. Wow. Well, boys, where do we start? I mean, do we want to talk about money in the bank right off the bat and uh, get that out of the way? Right as well. We all kind of tuned in and watch it. Yeah, let's dive in. All right. Well, money in the bank took place this uh, last uh, Sunday, last night. Uh, we're recording tonight here on Monday. Uh, we, we're, we're recapping what's happening on Monday Night Raw, and I mean, you'd think there'd be a lot of people tuning in and a lot of excitement, but there's a lot of the same horse shit. Uh, we saw a lot of the, we saw a lot, uh, you know, some decent, you know, some decent moments. Money in the Bank had some decent moments. That's, uh, I think, maybe the best way to uh, talk about it. Uh, probably the Men's Money in the Bank Challenge uh, was maybe the most exciting, but also the most disastrous. A lot of people on Peacock um, who were watching it through Peacock were very pissed off that the stream was just choppy, pretty much unwatchable. Uh, not only was the visuals choppy, the audio was choppy. You couldn't pay, you couldn't, couldn't piece together what was going on. Twitter was on fire, big disaster, but the match did come back uh, with some pretty good moments. Probably the most notable was Ricochet running the ropes, jumping onto the ladder and also the ladder being tipped towards another set of ropes where there were a bunch of wrestlers outside waiting and Ricochet got higher than any wrestler I pretty much have ever seen in my entire life doing a springboard off the top rope to the outside into a group of people. Did you guys get to catch that spot? I did. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was outstanding. Yeah, the, I, I was listening to a couple other podcasts as I tend to do right after big pay-per-views are on. Did you listen to F4W after, afterwards? I, I do listen to that one. Um, the one yeah. that I really had a chance to sink my teeth into was the What Culture podcast. As oh, know. okay. I haven't and, listened to that one then. Uh, one of the guys on there um, is very hard to please, I'll say. And he said that this could very well be one of the best Money in the Bank letter matches that has been on in years, which I would totally buy. Um you know, the, the issue that underlies a lot of WWE's matches and product, and I think a big reason we tend to rip it apart on this podcast is because storylines change so quickly or they just don't go anywhere that you don't really get emotionally invested in things after a while. But I will say after this Money in the Bank pay-per-view, having fans back, it did feel different. And I can't exactly put my finger on why and what it was, but... I think this Money in the Bank ladder match was great. I think it showcased what all these guys are capable of. I think Big E was the right guy to put the briefcase on for now. 
Um, they've slowly been building him in the background ever since he broke off from the new day. And I think this is the next logical step along that path. Anybody who's a big fan of Big E knows that his dream match is against Goldberg. And we just saw the return of Goldberg tonight on Monday Night Raw, as Charlie mentioned earlier. Oh, but I do think having Big E be the money in the bank briefcase holder almost sort of sets it up that possibility for him to face Goldberg, whether it's for the title or just in a one-on-one match or something like that. So I think the right guy won the match. Overall, I thought it was a really good match. You know, it would be... Okay, a, re- a SummerSlam that ended with Big E champion, that's not inherently a bad thing, but that would also have to mean that Goldberg would beat Lashley, which, man, that would just suck considering how they've actually done a yeah. really nice job building up Lashley. Like, Lashley Good should eat, eat Goldberg for breakfast. I don't know that that's going to happen, but, man. But, yeah, now that – what I don't know. What do they do with – is – Goldberg, didn't he just do that? Didn't he like the last time? Didn't he lose straight up to somebody? Uh, was it was it um, Drew? I think McIntyre. Yeah. yeah, it was Drew. So it's like, are they just gonna bring him out to keep losing now, or is he like? I get this bad feeling he's gonna beat Lashley. It goes goes back to the old Al Snow thing: pen me, pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> pen me, pay me, baby. Job squad. All right. Yeah, I would have to agree that that letter that money in the bank match was pretty good. I don't know if it was the greatest of all time. I can't remember like a really awesome one from the past that I remember loving. I'm happy that Biggie has the case. Um, Hopefully he uses it wisely. And yeah, Steve, good point. I hope they just don't rip Lashley off, you know, with Goldberg. Lashley drops it to Goldberg. Biggie cashes in beating Goldberg. Ugh. I just oh, not excited to see Bill Goldberg back on the WWE. Oh, oh don't worry, they'll do it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. else. I mean, he's like, not gonna. He's not here. Like you said, he jobbed the last time, so I'm yeah, sure that's what, he'll be the one who takes it. So he'll take it and lose it again. I but. wouldn't put it on money on it either way, but no. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. I think it's like he and Lashley are gonna beat the shit out of each other. It's not gonna be a super long match, but it's yeah. gonna be you know Goldberg's gonna spear and then or just freelancing here um goldberg does what he does and like squashes lashley and that way biggie cashes you know because biggie's a good guy he's not gonna you know it'd be it's kind of heelish to cash in on someone that's kind of beaten down Mm -hmm. he could just cash in on a completely fresh goldberg that just won and then have his dream match and beat him i don't know (laughs) i feel like all signs are goldberg is gonna beat lashley yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, how does Big E go about cashing in the briefcase? And to your point, Steve, yeah, I can't see Big E cashing in, you know, on someone who's completely exhausted. I feel like that's what heels tend to do with the briefcase when they have it. The latest trend over the last few years for any faces who have the briefcase is they'll just straight up challenge for a match, either in advance or on the night. But, you know, in one way or another, their, their opponent's usually fresh. So, I don't know if that's what we end up seeing with Goldberg or how that plays out. There's a lot of ways this could go down, which I think is actually kind of interesting. Like I'm pretty sure we all know the destination at this point It's just, how are they going to get there? And I think if they take an interesting way of getting there with a lot of well-placed highs and lows, I think this could be a really great storyline, but you know, when was the last time in 20 years, WWE had a well-placed storyline that had perfect highs and lows at the right points. So I don't know. I think it's been like 25 years. They haven't had really good booking, in my opinion. Well, if there was a great storyline, 
uh, for Money in the Bank, it had to have been Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys. Now, well, the, you know, they, uh, they're wrestling again tonight, too. So <laughs> Don't, mm-hmm. yeah, so well, if you weren't able to catch it. Yeah. Catch it again. Hopefully you caught it on Raw. If you, got a, <laughs> if you got a good angle, you might as well just burn it to just just wear it out to the here, ground, here, dude. Here, here it is, Matt or Mike. Um, if you didn't catch it last night, you can catch it tonight. But if you miss it tonight, it'll probably be next week. Too. It'll be next Monday too. <laughs> right. Rhea Ripley and right. Charlotte Flair premieres every Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So this match, uh, we thought maybe be- we would see Becky Lynch. The uh, crowd was crying out for it. Becky Lynch posted something on her Instagram before that she was at the arena teasing that she might make an appearance. Um, but uh, it didn't go down that way. It started off really weird with Charlotte Flair flicking off the crowd. Was there any more information about that or any motive or was she well, they, just no, she was people booing her? Well, she was pissed. They were chanting, uh, we want Becky. That's why. Hmm. That's the whole yeah. They were changing. Yeah, I, I I would suspect that's part of it. I think maybe because there was just such um, lack of clarity on who was the heel and face that I think that was like their way of establishing kind of like abruptly yeah. that she's the bad guy and and Rhea's supposed to be the good guy. But I mean, yeah, I think it's the combination of those two things. I thought that that thought crossed my mind too, Steve. I remember starting to watch this match, and that's been the biggest weakness of this entire feud is that there is no clarity as to who the baby face and who the heel is but man when charlotte flair flipped the bird to the crowd instantly she became the clear heel in this feud so i think that was really it just kind of happened to work itself out really well where it got some interaction with the crowd it made it a little more well-defined who the fans want to get over in this match regardless of who the heel in the face was i do think the outcome of the match was the right outcome um I think so for those of you who watch the match uh Charlotte ends up winning against Rhea Ripley. So Charlotte is now the umpteenth time Raw Women's Champion. 14. 14. My gosh. Well, either way, I think it was the right choice. Uh, Rhea is, has been a great champion up to this point. I think she still needs to develop her character a little bit. And unfortunately, I don't think Charlotte's the person to do that with. Now, mm-hmm. we are seeing them fight again tonight on Monday Night Raw in true WWE style. However, it, that could easily be the last time tonight. Uh, you know, storylines change at the drop of a hat in WWE. So hopefully Rhea gets onto something new, something that's going to be a little better for her character, help build her up. And if she comes face to face with Charlotte again in the future, hopefully that heel baby face role is more clearly defined. I was just going to say, I agree with uh, Matt that it was the right call, not because I love Charlotte, but because I think this last run was kind of a disservice to, um, Rhea. I mean, realize we all, I mean, anybody who's followed her knows she's awesome. I mean, she was great in UK. She was great in NXT, but they shotgunned her and then just, you know, had that terrible story where she just shows up on Raw challenges for the title and gets the match. I think that uh, in the crowd, I mean, I think even last night wasn't really behind her, even though she was the face. So put a plug in that for now. Charlotte will probably, if Becky does come back, they'll do something like that and hopefully they can reset Rhea. I agree with both of you. And uh, before we move along to more matches, uh, and we mentioned birds, I feel, feel like Charlotte Flair is looking more and more like a bird by every time I see her. The plastic surgery is just, I don't yes. know. I am not feeling it. She's, yeah. she's, she's crossed the uh, too much zone. 
yeah, exactly. I hate, I hate, I hate picking on people for that because it's like I don't know. I don't want to get too objective, but I don't know. I never had a problem with her looks before, and I don't know what it seems to be going in right. the wrong direction. Now it's like tweak, 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 and it's like yesterday there was just something yeah. not right. Right. It's not like she's uh, Joan Rivers or anything like that. Right. Rest in peace. But um, she's definitely creeping on, uh, getting a little scary. And I don't know if you want to make her the face of the company anymore when her face is full of plastic, but it would be appropriate. Yeah, there was a moment, actually, when the streaming issues started occurring last night, there was a moment where my screen did freeze up a little bit. And unfortunately for Charlotte, it was frozen on this really (laughs) awkward frame of her face. And the thought hadn't honestly really crossed my mind um, until that moment, like what you were talking about right now. And yeah. Wow. She has definitely crossed Char- Charlie. What I think you just called the uh, point of no return. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. yeah, it's really unfortunate. And yeah. I normally wouldn't be one person to pick on this kind of thing either, but well, well, I am. <laughs> and that's why I'm that guy. Give me a Charlie's corner. Yes. Oh, oh wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt. We have yet another special segment for our listeners tonight, and these are going to keep coming. So without further ado, it's now time for another Charlie's Corner. Charlie, what's going oh on? Oh, my God. I did, I looked away. You got a fucking Karrion Cross is debuting on Raw. And who is not with him? Of his chick. Yep. No Charlie. The only thing that makes him interesting is not with him when he debuts on the main yeah, roster. Yeah, he's... People, people like, I listen to, like, Conan and uh, some guys talking uh disco inferno they were talking about how this guy can make it this that, and the other i'm like he's got the, yeah he's not he is not gonna get over dude in the main roster at all dude and the only reason he got over in nxt in my opinion is because they like him and because of sharp scarlet and his entrance you know he's very he's a right. very vanilla big guy dude he's i nothing, agree he's nothing special dude 100%. I just have him throw around Jeff Hardy, who has been, yeah. you know, down Ouch. just a rough road for so long. What a disservice and, to a legend. Yep. For real. Oh, he pinned him. He pinned him. What? He pinned, Hardy pinned him, but he cheated. <laughs> he pinned him. <laughs> that is surprising. He pinned him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm not even Raw watching it. Oh can you fucking believe that? Oh my god! I think, as the kids would say, Jeff Hardy's on fleek. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Who books this stuff? Hey, make you run if you go ahead and do the job. Oh my god! That's hilarious. Why would you bring him out to do the job? Even though he cheated by putting his feet on the rope. But still, oh wow. and the wow. crowd's going nuts too. Well, I mean, that's why they did it to just just get the absolute crazy crowd reaction. Well, but it certainly to... doesn't set off carrying Cross on the right foot. Now Cross is giving an in-ring interview, which is going to be terrible. We hate you. He's just I will we'll see, but I'll I'm gonna go ahead and predict I don't see him being doing doing big things on the main roster, dude. <laughs> and with that, this has been yet another Charlie's I'm, Corner. I'm, I'm sure there'll be more because this is a hot Monday Night Raw. 
Yeah. Things you will God, never hear us say here on Keep the K Fade. You heard it. Yeah. I can't believe he lost. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh my god and he went to take his oh it's nxt looks horrible though too he he had his nxt belt and he just lost to jeff hardy who loses to everyone yeah who's been losing bad yeah wow Um, well you know what's gonna happen jackson Riker is gonna beat him for the nxt title next yeah that's that's their that's their book and they should have just like gargano beat him on NXT last week and they wanted him so bad. You know, maybe they're not moving him then. Maybe this was just a little cameo. Here's the kicker too, dude, that I these guys were talking about. He hasn't lost a match yet until today. This is his first time losing. He has not wow. lost. So wow. they do. Wow. And he loses on Raw. Yeah. He has not That's lost crazy. a match. Anything can happen in the ranks of professional wrestling. He's yep. He's got. He's a two-time NXT champ, and he has not lost until because he was injured. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Until July nineteenth. Mark it down, man. I know you like to keep track of stuff, so mark it down. July nineteenth, twenty (laughs) twenty-one, episode forty-eight. Carrion takes the L. I can't believe that. I have to. I have to hear the reviews of this tomorrow for sure. This is going to be so good. I don't think any of the reviews are going to top yours, Charlie. That was I don't. I, I don't uh, think so either. But <laughs> we just called it. We just called it live, baby. We called it in the. We just called it in the ring, man. That's how we do it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. Wow. Speaking of other big big surprises, um, yep. we saw a big surprise at the end of the show on Money in the Bank. Uh, after uh, Edge and Roman Reigns match that, you know, we could care less about. I mean, the less I can see of Roman Reigns, the better. Uh, but I did keep exactly. the, I did keep it on until the end of the match. Same here, and, yeah. And uh, who's music hit? Good old John Cena, Hollywood John Cena comes running out and the crowd went banana. Banana, uh, He came yeah. out in a red, red and go- uh, gold R- outfit. Uh, the lights were up. The crowd was hyped. Yep, it was. It was actually pretty cool. I'm not a big John Cena yeah, fan. Yeah, that was I pretty mean, cool. I'll give it too. Yeah, that's a legend. I'm just happy fans yeah. are happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, a, a guy coming back to his roots. I mean, he's been launched into superstardom in Hollywood with his movies, making a great living, and now coming back. And you know, he looks in pretty good shape. So it'll be oh, good yeah. to see him back in action a little bit. He's lean. He looks lean. Yep, that's what that's what I noticed too. He looks very lean. He's gonna probably be ripped to shreds when he takes that shirt off. You know, yeah. when you see him. Yeah, him and Tom Brady might be on the same diet. I'm sure they are. Possibly. Yeah. Little, I, little I'm on board with you though, Mike. It, I was never a huge John Cena guy, but, but I did pop pretty big when his music hit. I was sitting, I did not see this coming either. Like I, you know, there's been rumors. I heard, well, I heard he was coming. He, you knew he was coming. Yeah, there's been rumors floating around for a while that John Cena was going to return. I don't think any of us, though, saw it happening on this night. Um, although it does make sense to set up a match for SummerSlam, which I think pretty much is what's happening at this point. It's just a question of how are they going to build the match up until that point. Yeah, so I, we'll I, didn't see. See, yeah. I didn't see. Did you guys see what he said tonight? I guess he was kicking off Raw. I didn't see it. Mm. 
No, I missed that. But um, I guess if you go online, there's a WWE Network exclusive clip after Money in the Bank went off the air last night. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. John Cena did cut a promo. And if you watch it to the very end, Charlie, to answer your question, yes, he is lean. He rips his shirt off and actually. Oh, okay. I saw I saw the guy who filmed it in the crowd. So, the, oh, they have a WWE copy. That's good. Yeah, it's, okay, it's cool. really well done. Very nice. Yeah. Well. On a scale of one to ten, what would we give this uh, money in the bank? I'd give it about a six. Yeah, I'd give it a six. That's exactly Somewhere where I'm at. There. Yeah, I agree. I think I would agree. I thought, you know, I went in with heavy, heavy cynicism because, admittedly, I don't watch WWE much anymore. But the final three matches were, I mean, in ring wise, perfectly good, solid. I mean, it's hard yeah. to get into it, but yeah, no, I thought, I mean. Yeah, as far as a show back with a crowd, they, they probably put together one of like a pretty solid outing. Awesome. Cool. Well, it's been a little while since we reviewed the WWE show. Let's get back to our roots uh, for Fighter Fest. We saw an amazing show last Wednesday from AEW Dynamite, and we have night two of Fighter Fest coming up on TNT this Wednesday night. Um, man, there is a lot to cover um from this past uh week of fighter fest probably it had to be darby allen for me coffin match uh i don't know if you guys caught that that was the main event of the night it was against ethan page i guess uh these two have had a big history in the indies going back and forth had some epic matches i mean absolutely you know wreaking havoc on one another's bodies uh and this was no exception Darby Allen put his life on the line um, throughout the whole match. He took the one of the biggest bumps I've ever seen onto these steel stairs. It was a power bomb from the um, probably second turnbuckle. I don't know if it was the top or the second, but landed where you know how the stairs are make that V to fit on the ring post. If if they would have missed, he could have gotten seriously paralyzed. But Ethan Page, the professional that he is slammed him flat darby took a huge bump but it did not feel good but darby did get the upper hand on ethan page with a big coffin drop um puts him in the coffin to win the match but he was not done takes a coffin drop from the top of the turnbuckle to the outside of the ring through the coffin to end the show man fighter fest was out of control that was a great way to start off night one and as we said night two will be this wednesday Steve, did you have a, a match that you wanted to cover on this one? You know, I think one of my favorite moments was the uh, Malachi Black Cody interaction. And just, I mean, it was so well done. And it's like, it's just in that little segment, you saw what like WWE had on their hands and they blew because like Black is just gold. And like, I love that line about how he was like, they even acknowledged that like, you know, Aaron and Cody, he like kicked their faces and the crowd cheered him. And it's just, it was so, I mean, I don't know. it That feud is going to be just money. And I thought, um, I'm like, hey, my wife asked me a couple weeks ago who my favorite wrestler currently is. And I had a hard time answering because I kind of like a lot of people, but I think if I had to pick one favorite wrestler, it's uh, uh, Malachi black. And I just, I'm so excited with what they're nice. doing with him. So I think that whole segment was probably my favorite of the night. I mean, honestly, it was a great show top to bottom, but that one stood out to me. 
And obviously, it was a nice. obviously it was a uh, favorite show to the fans because even though it was against the NBA yeah. final, NBA finals, it got like one point one million, which is yeah. insane. And it beat Raw in the key demo, eighteen to forty nine, which I think is the first time ever. So, man, AEW kind of roared back after all the weird scheduling yeah, issues exactly. and all that. I'm that was glad, yeah. Yeah, I hope they do the same thing this week because they won't have the NBA and stuff like that. Yeah, they should do pretty good, but especially with a big night. So I think they should they should they should at least match that number. Hopefully, I, I mean I was hoping they could get another eight hundred and then bounce it back to a million eventually. But it seems like um, they're back. Crowd's hot. You know, even though that WWE crowd was hot, but you know that AEW crowd. You can't be an AEW crowd and show. You know, right, right. Yeah, having fans at these shows, I think, has really helped a lot. Oh, totally. Especially WWE. Yeah, for sure. I I think the one thing in regards to Fighter Fest, um, I think the one thing that fans have really helped bring me around to um, is this feud between Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. That came on quick. That came on quick. Yeah. Well, it didn't. It didn't, right? Like, we've talked about this on past episodes, but you know, this feud has been building slowly for, you know, a year or two now, ever since we saw Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega part ways as a tag team. Kenny Omega has gone through this whole character transformation. Adam Page has just become this workhorse who comes out, works the first match of every show and wins continually. So I think they've done a good job kind of getting them to a point where there's really nowhere left to go. It's just a matter of saying, all right, it's time. We got to pull the trigger on this. And I think the promo between Adam Page and the Dark Order against Kenny Omega and the rest of the elite was just so well set. It it kind of makes Adam Page look like this underdog because he's got this gang of misfits behind him. And then you've got Kenny Omega with these guys who just wear the coolest drip that has ever been. The elite, the elite. The, the elite. Yeah. So I think in terms of segments, this was probably my favorite segment of the night. Although Steve, I totally get what you're, what you're saying about Malachi Black too. I did really that like was that. Good. I'm curious to see where that goes. I want to see him in the ring. It's just been so long since he's fought a match that I really cared about. I wonder. I think we might be in for a treat. If I were if I were a Batman, yeah. I would say that uh, Cody Allister oh, yeah. be in Chicago at the at the pay per view. Yep. And they say Cody's going to disappear for a while because he's got that second season of that show he does. And a baby. Yep. So he's probably going to take. He's probably going to get sprayed and take some time off, which which is good. Yeah, I will put cash money down that there's no way on earth that Black will lose to him. Yeah, which is good because he needs Cody needs to disappear for a while. I think so, and then he'll come back and everybody will go crazy for him. As as Cornette says, how can we miss you if you never go away? Exactly. (laughs) Say, look at look what happened with Cena. Yeah, you know, that's why he's got this huge pop last night because yeah, fresh. he's been gone. Yep. Yep. Going back to Kenny Omega and Adam Page, uh, tomorrow night is Fighter Fest Night Two. There's going to be a ten man tag team elimination match between the Elite and the Dark Order. So I'm sure the saga will continue with uh, great moments and spots. So can't wait for that one. Hey, uh, but but here's also, my take. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd pull that belt off, Kitty. Yet. That's that's no, that's no. me. But the white, would you have Hangman lose at all out? That's that's what's really intriguing I, about this. I don't know if I. That's that's what's going to make that show so hot if they wrestle because you don't know who's going. to. And that's what I love about AEW, and that's what I hate about WWE. You don't know 
who's going to win. Yeah. It's, it's, right. you it don't really know. could go either way. Yeah. You could talk yourself into either scenario. Like, yeah, my yep. gut feeling is like, it's almost so obvious that I think Paige might not actually beat him. Yeah. But yet, if Paige has got all the momentum and the fan, like, he's, that's some of the hottest pops anybody's getting right now is when yep. Hangman comes up. Man, I don't know. That's interesting. I have, I have a strong feeling tonight, too, that um, Becky comes back tonight, dude. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, they're, they're giving these guys, they're, they're doing the intros right now with, with 19 minutes left in the show. So I'm feeling Charlotte will win. And then um, uh, Becky. The Becky comes out tonight because he's like, you guys said yesterday she's there and they'll save her appearance yeah. for live TV. So they want right. that ratings pop, brother. Yeah. I agree with you. We'll have, have to wait that. and see. You're at, we're 20 minutes away to finding out. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, oh, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what about uh, Ricky Starks uh, versus oh, Powerhouse yeah. Hobbs? Uh, Thanks Ricky for bringing Starks that up. Really, sh- really showed his stuff. He's been a fan favorite here on the show and uh, a budding star, one of uh, the great prospects for AEW, a great pickup in free agency. He's been, you know, lighting it up and uh, had a great uh, match against Powerhouse Hobbs. Or excuse me, yeah, he defeated no, Brian Cage. Cage. Yeah, but Hobbs helped him. Yes, Hobbs helped him. Excuse me, uh, and now he's the new FTW World Champion. Does that mean anything? No, not at all. But at least he's got a little gold around his waist now. Suddenly, it means a little more. I feel like I feel like um, a little bit. The title wasn't doing anything with Cage cage but him losing to starks and the, man the crowd was so hot for starks which i i love because mm-hmm. it's or that's like just a because he's been out injured and b because he's just damn good and i think um yeah even though he's the smarmy bad guy the crowd was way behind him and popped huge when he won and i think they could do something with that fake belt now with him uh, yeah i think it's gonna awesome. be interesting too to see where they go with cage because like, I don't know if it was a work or a shoot, but Cage was saying he really didn't want that belt anyway. You know, so maybe right. it's making it seem like they stuck him with Taz and he didn't even want to be with that team. So that, that could be good as well. I, I agree with you guys. Yeah. It's interesting how this title suddenly feels like it means something. I don't know what that is yet, but <laughs> there was a moment where Taz talked about how it's an outlaw title and that's the way it's always been and the way it should be. So I I think they kind of said out loud, finally, like they've established the fact that this is not a real title, but that doesn't mean there's not prestige behind it. So I think Ricky Starks winning it away from Brian cage was a great first step. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I suddenly care about this title. That means nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. We'll see where it goes going forward. Um, so yeah, night two of Fighter Fest uh, will be airing tomorrow, July twenty first. Uh, we're gonna see Britt Baker take on Nyla Rose, John Moxley versus Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match. I mean, wow, this is gonna be Oof. something crazy. And that's for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Um, I mean, you know how John Moxley gets down. I didn't know Lance Archer got down like this. Charlie, have you ever seen Lance Archer getting into a death match before? Does well, he do it. hardcore? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's done some stuff in New Japan that's hardcore. Yeah, they he lost yeah. the title. He lost the title to um, Moxley in a, in a in a Texas death match. Death match. Oh, death, death match. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, he's done it. I think yeah. that. Wow. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna see a little bit of a uh, uh, little bit of that. Uh, that's gonna be must see TV. We're gonna see Chris Jericho take on Sean Spears in a chair match. Huh. Orange Cassidy with the with uh, the Cosmic Girl Chris Statlander uh, versus the Blade with the Bunny. And yeah, again, like I said, the Elite versus the Dark Order, headed up by uh, Adam Hangman Page. So yeah, we got a great, great night of wrestling. Tune in tomorrow. Um, but there's also one more show that we need to cover before we wrap it up here tonight. It was Slammiversary this last Saturday. That's Impact's great show. Um, it was during the Bucks game, so I didn't watch it live. Uh, if you didn't see that Bucks game, holy shit, they got a chance to you know go for it. Uh, in game six, that's really exciting. But I was able to catch up on the um, the reviews and the highlights. And we, like I said, there was a lot of people that made surprise appearances. And um, I mean, where do we start? Maybe, Charlie, you said Malachi Black was your favorite wrestler, but who is your I favorite female wrestler? No, no, he said Steve said I, that. Steve said that. Who did I say? Charlie? Charlie, yeah. yeah. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I meant to say Steve. Your favorite wrestler is Malachi Black, but there's also somebody that you really, really love who is my maybe all-time your favorite female wrestler that made an appearance. Oh, yeah. My all-time yeah. favorite, Mickey James. And? Deanna Praza. Thunder. And Thunder Rosa. Oh, That's like yeah. really, probably three of my favorites. It's like all your, all your ladies, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, that was, it was Boner segment. City on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Schwing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's... it's a, Something I read that was interesting, I didn't think of it, but you know, Impact, they're they're hanging in there. They're I think doing decently, but it's like Thunder Rosa is kind of a big deal. They probably shouldn't have made that a surprise. They probably should have mentioned that in advance because that might have you know gotten a little extra yeah sells. It was like it was an odd choice to make that a surprise, but um, no, yeah. And then yeah, Mickey James, who's kind of for those of you that don't know. She was signed by uh, NWA and she's planning this huge uh, all women's pay-per-view or all women's supercard. And um, I think they're just now they're kind of casting their net out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Perazzo's part of that or something. But um, yeah, a, a real women's revolution, not a marketed like lip uh, lipsticks one like WWE does. I'm actually excited for that pay-per-view. Does that have a date yet? I don't know. Well, I, think, I don't. I don't know if it does. I'll tell Go you ahead. guys what. We'll figure out what that date is. But right now, I'm oh no, a signal that we have some more breaking news that we need to share with our listeners. So, without further ado, it is now time for another segment oh. of Charlie's Corner. Charlie. Oh my God! I just thought of this while watching this match, um, Charlotte and um, Rhea. Remember how Rhea lost last, or Rhea lost last night, right? Yeah. Charlotte rammed the thing into her knee, and she yep. was selling it like crazy in the ring. You should see her running around this ring tonight like nothing, like nothing happened. It's, it's like, a miraculous recovery. Yeah, what are they doing, dude? It's are they like, having are they having a grueling match? Yeah, they're like running around. So you, maybe Nikki will cash in. Uh, yeah, maybe, but it's just ridiculous that she's running around the ring and she was just like selling like she was in crazy pain last night. But yet she's back tonight. I guess she's got that Giannis uh Genetics. It only takes like a day, less than a day to recover. Yeah. Boy. Or even within the same match. Yeah. Yeah, it is within the same match. Wow. 
but yeah, it's just my. It's probably it's yet my, another. It's a le- yet another level of detail that uh, Bully Ray won't be consistent on with his yeah. criticisms. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if he, I think he must. He might be off this week because he wasn't on this morning. I couldn't. Was, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, Henry was on. I wanted to hear what he had to say. They were all gung ho about it. Mark yeah. Henry, notice Mark Henry isn't as gung ho on WWE as he used suddenly. To be. Yeah. When he yeah. wasn't, when he was trying to get a job, <laughs> he's not so much like just showering them with um, affection. Generation. Yeah. When he was trying to get that job that he was never going to get, because he was the wrong complexion. We'll keep an eye on this match going on between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, but for, for now, sure. this has been yet another <laughs> corner. Yep. And we take it back to Slammiversary. Take, take it back, Slam Slammiversary. <laughs> yeah, we saw another uh, big, big surprise entrance. Uh, Jay White, the Switchblade from New Japan, made his appearance. Oh man, um, that was thought- a big surprise. I, yeah, thought you, I thought you were going to mention uh, No Way Jose, but yeah, Jay White. Yes. Yeah, right. How could you miss that? And now she's working. Oh my God. Now, now his name is No Way. He dropped the Jose. They had to. No way. They might have they yep. slipped up on that deal. I miss Jose. Definitely. No Way Jose. But yeah, so Mike, to, to your point, yes, Switchblade Jay White made an appearance at the end of this pay-per-view, which was awesome to see. He's yeah. been absent from New Japan for a while now. Oh, has he? Okay, I haven't been um, really keeping attention. Yeah, I think the last, well, at least the last appearance of his that I was aware of, um, I believe was at Wrestle Kingdom or shortly after that. Okay. I'm not sure if he's wrestled in any of their other major shows as of late. From my understanding, New Japan's booking has been a little more inconsistent than usual. So yeah, I'm not sure kind of where he stands right now. But, well, I shouldn't even say that because we definitely found out at Slammiversary when he came out at the end of the show. So it would be interesting to see a feud between him and Kenny Omega within Impact Wrestling. My understanding is Jay White, uh, and Charlie, you might want to help me out here, was a member of the Bullet Club. So now we're getting to see the Elite and the Bullet Club start to go head-to-head. And with the Forbidden Door being wide open, it could very well spill over into Impact, AEW, New Japan, any of these promotions that are working together. Yeah, it could be really good. It could be really good. And Jay White beat uh, Kenny, right? Yeah, I, I can't remember who he think so. to kick him out. I know he got p- put out. I mean, I, I know Jay when Kenny left, Jay White took over as a leader of the Bullet Club. And I do know in a big man, you know, again, I'm not proficient, but I just because I just saw a clip of it today that Jay White did beat Kenny Omega at one point okay. on one of the big shows. So yeah, I mean, that's imagine that's what they're going to play off of is that he knows he can beat Kenny Omega. One of the one of the best matches. That's when, when I got sold on Jay White. Um, it was a, a few years ago. Uh, Ring of Honor was him and uh, Adam Cole in a match. Fuck. Oh, yeah. That's what I was like. Holy shit. Jay White's really good, dude. He's yeah, really he is. And he's not he's that old. Really, no, he's young, dude. He's, he's like 27 or something. Yeah, dude. He's not even, he hasn't even had his, had his prime yet, dude. He's, yeah. He's, he's, you know, I, you know, Osprey's hurt, but, you know, between him and him and Will, they're the next two big things if they ever come over, if they decide to come over here, you know? For sure. And hopefully, they don't, I'm always they don't, worried about. Hopefully, they don't go to the. I'm pad. always worried about. Uh, I'm always worried about Jay White getting impaled by his own necklace of that switchblade necklace that he has, <laughs> that he wears around his neck, like him and Jeff Hardy that we talked about earlier tonight. You know, Jeff Hardy wears like that pointy logo of his. 
I don't know how they wrestle with that and not be scared. Like if it gets turned up into their throat and it just goes right through their skin. I just, I cringe every time I see it like flopping around, but uh, that's my Jay light, uh, Jay white <laughs> two cents, <laughs> but yeah, boys, I'm, I'm stoked to see him uh, over at impact is it looks like callus is really uh, picking up some people. eh? What do you think uh, Impact is going to do? Are they going to keep these people around? Was this a one night thing? Or I don't know. What are we That's thinking? kind of a. I mean, I don't think Thunder Rosa is going to be. I think that was a one night only. Just guessing. I had nothing, no mm-hmm. information on that. But um, I don't know about Jay White. That's kind of the cool thing. Yeah, it's hard to say if this is going to be a one-time thing or not. Um, one other debut, or I should say return with an impact that we saw in this show was Chelsea Green, who yeah. recently mm-hmm. was on the NXT roster, was let go as part of the cuts, WWE performed recently, and now is showing back up on impact as Matt Cardona's uh, intergender tag team partner. Fun fact, they're also engaged in real life, so kind of an interesting nice. crossover. Yep. Beautiful couple. Most definitely. Or is Chelsea Green hot mess? Is that her gimmick? Yeah. That was one of her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. I think she's going to be doing Zalo Pro uh, at the next show. Yeah. She is. Yeah. 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 She is. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to have to tune into that. And uh, so Sammy Callahan, Kenny Omega main event. I don't know anything about what happened with that uh, main event. Did you guys catch it or were you able to get any rundown of how that turned out? I, I want to watch. I heard it was good. I heard yeah. it was brutal. Was it? Yeah. I heard it was good. Mm. Pile drivers yeah. through tables wow. and shit. I heard you it know? was very wow. violent. Um, yeah. It was a no DQ match. So there was a lot of yeah. weapons and Sammy Callahan is known for. That's his style. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. I was, so, I was actually really. Concerned, uh, you know, if you're Tony Khan, like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, why are you, you allowing him to wrestle that style of Sammy Callahan's wrestling when he's wearing so many of these belts and such a pivotal person in your company? I mean, Kenny could probably still carry all those belts and still put on a show and not wrestle and still, you know, make money, but still, I mean, that, I was like, that, holy shit. But I kind of, I kind of shows like he's one that kind of shows like. Yeah, I many consider him the best wrestler in the world today. And, and it shows yeah, trust he's not going to trust level. Duck he can, yeah. Yeah. Yep, and he does any style. Interesting. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Kenny really uh, solidifying his legacy. So, uh, yeah, Slammiversary also showed the Good Brothers winning uh, tag teams now. So, you know, the Good Brothers, uh, Callus's other cronies, more gold in that camp. I mean, yeah. between the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, Kenny Omega with four belts, I mean, they're going to need uh, an extra carry-on luggage for all of that hardware. Right, boys? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, they're, they're holding it all. I think, yeah, the Good Brothers kind of needed that. I think, like... Yeah, they needed it, yeah. They What's feel the... like they've been kind of losing a lot. Because I think they're going to Japan soon, so let me go oh, yeah. take the belts over there. Yeah. That'd well, that's... Business. A little... Sorry, bounce back to AEW, but just a random thought. I was just thinking like, okay, Carl Anderson hasn't done a lot. Even I mean, even in AEW, they just show up and interfere. They haven't done a lot. But in one match with uh, John Moxley, Carl Anderson felt more relevant and like he mattered like than his entire WWE run. And like, you know what I mean? It's like they did such a nice job explaining the history between them and his history in Japan. It was just like 
I don't know. I thought they did a really good job because it's like on the surface, it's like, okay, one of the good brothers wrestling for uh, John Moxley, like that's not going to amount to much, but I don't know. I thought they did a really good job presenting that. Forgot to mention that Carl Anderson match on Fighter Fest yeah. night one versus John Moxley that opened the show. That was really good. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, really exactly. My attention. Oh yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So I got more and more respect for those guys. I enjoy, I used to not like them at all. I mean, I wasn't really familiar with the Bullet Club a lot. I only know them as uh, uh, what was it, Gallows and Anderson. What was his name? Yeah, Anderson. Gallows yeah. and yeah on WWE. So yeah. I'm digging it. I'm I'm learning a lot by talking with you guys every single week on all these other promotions and keep sitting under the learning and... tree. Absolutely. Well, no sign of Becky Lynch yet, but we do have a sign of promo of the week. This one was uh, submitted by Dolly from South Milwaukee. We're really digging into the vault for this one, folks. Uh, this was submitted by Dolly. I don't even know. I, she might have dial-up, to be quite honest with you, uh, AOL. Uh, she submitted a video from The Crusher, uh, oh Wisconsin's goodness. very own, West Dallas Ferris. South Milwaukee's own, own. And Baron, yeah. Yeah, and Baron Von Roschke. They're, uh, they look like they went through a big cage match, and uh, they're, I, I don't know who this guy is that they're talking to. Uh, the the audio might be a little fuzzy, but let's take a listen. Thank you, Dolly. Immediately following tonight's card, and ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it, you missed one of the greatest wrestling matches I have ever seen. It was unprecedented, that six-man tag team action inside that 12-foot-high steel cage. Mad Dog Vashon hurt so bad he can't even be here. Baron Von Raschke, Crusher, they're literally bloody messes. Crusher, I've got to congratulate you, though. You scored the pinfall. Downing Jerry Blackwell for the count of three. That's right, everybody. See what happened. We know that the cage is a rough, tough match. I don't mind how many stitches I got to get in my head. As long as it was done during the match. But they waited till Baron and Dog was going out of the cage. Snuck up behind it. Me, they knocked him out. Slammed the cage short. And then that big, fat slob started hitting me over the head with the chair. Tore the chair apart. He hit me so hard. But that bum's never going to knock me out. He's not going to knock me out. He ain't going to knock me out of the World Tag Team Championship picture. Because me and Baron, me and the dog, I want a partner. We want the World Tag Team Championship match. And I'll guarantee you, we're going to beat them just like we beat that bum's in the cage. We're going to win the World Tag Team. And it doesn't matter to us whether it's a Crusher and a Baron, the Crusher and Mad Dog, Mad Dog and the Baron. We want Jerry Fatwell Blackwell, Ken Pratera, and their lord and master, Sheik Casey, for the world championship. It doesn't matter to us anything. They, they're not going to get away with what they did. We did what we promised. We beat them in the cage, and then they attacked the crusher. Well, they're not going to get away with it. Crusher, Crusher, I don't mind telling you, at the end of that match, it was Sheik and Blackwell pounding you in that That's field. right. I can't believe and it. And they could out of that picture. We're going to win the World Tag Team match right here in Winnipeg, where the greatest fans in the world are. I'll guarantee you. We're going to win the World Tag Team Fans, again, we'll have more results. Stay with it. Don't go away. 
Holy cow, boys. I mean, that's when wrestling was wrestling and men that's were right. men. Beer swilling, bleeding, and cussing. You know, a little, a little fun fact. I grew up maybe a couple blocks, less than a mile away from where the Crusher lived. So uh, it was the pride of South. Right. It was the pride of South Milwaukee, where Dolly comes from, and that's where I grew up. Was, this awesome. thing, Crusher Fest might be coming back sometime this year too. Nice. That would be the awesome. Statue. They got the statue of them in South Milwaukee. Yep, yeah, I've seen that statue actually. That'd yeah. be really great. I feel like I've been missing out as a pro wrestling fan, especially not having attended Crusher Fest in the past. So I definitely want to check that out. Oh, you got to, dude. You got to. Yeah, and and we got a pregame over by the Drunk Uncle, uh, one of my favorite bars. It's a great wrestling bar. Two dollar taps, um, IPAs all day on Saturday until eight o'clock, and then uh, Sundays during pay per views, two dollar anything. Big fan of the show, um, Neil at the Drunk Uncle. So, yeah, we're still Thanks. rolling here on Raw. Uh, Thanks, Dolly. Oh, okay. shit. Oh, shit. You're, you might oh. be right about the Nikki Ash. She's coming in. She's coming in. She's cashing it in. She's thinking. She hasn't cashed it in She yet. hasn't done it yet. If you folks oh, haven't picked up on it. it. My God. Oh my god, let's see if it happens. She's gonna watch, she's gonna blow it. Watch. I yeah, is she gonna have Charlotte lose the next day? They, she because they, they were brawling outside of the ring, so it was like I was wondering where they were going with it. Well, we'd now love to she, hear Charlie's final reaction, but sorry, folks, we're out of time. So we no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, beat, she fucking beat her. <laughs> she fucking beat her, dude. Wow, Nikki Cross is your champion. Yep. Wow. Ash. Nikki Ash, a superhero. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. wow. What a what a what a topsy turvy federation. They fired wow. her husband, and now she's the champ. And just, I mean, I think we already know Charlie's thoughts on this, but just to get his reactions and feedback after the match, it's now time for the final segment tonight of Charlie's Corner. <laughs> I, I I really don't know. How, fans are happy, so I don't really know. How I think to, we got to give Charlie. We got to give Charlie a moment. He's become quite emotional. I, I have to take. I have to take it all in. But I just. I don't. I mean, I don't see what the. Why the belt change and then the that's, belt change. That's just shock for shock's sake. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe it's for the live show. Well, like it. they shocked us, though, like they said. I guess. Um, but who? You know, she's yeah. not going to keep that belt long. So no. he's getting it nice. No. You know. But that's a. Oh, dude, that's, it's so hilarious. It's weak that they can all these people ring, dude. Yeah, well, all these numbers up. Wanted all these people wanted Becky Lynch. Yep, and they got Nikki Ash. Yep. Wow. And they're they're probably cheering like mad right now. Oh, they're going nuts. They were going nuts, dude. She ran out of the crowd. They were, you know, from the crowd reaction. I'm actually. I'm, I'm really, I'm actually happy for Nikki. She's awesome. Oh, same here. Yeah, she deserved it. She kind of wasted her. They put her in that goofy gimmick, and it's worth it's worth she's, it for her. She, they've handed her uh, less than stellar material, and she's done her very best. Well, you know what they say, dude. They gave her chicken shit, and she made chicken salad out of it. That's right. Yeah. Wise words. Definitely. Wise words. I got that. That's, a big, that. that's a big Steve Austin line. Yeah, he says that all the time. Yeah. And with that, this has been yet another exciting, 
That's like, was that four choice corners tonight? That means Ross. This that means is... Ross hot again. Wow. Brother. They're going to probably get like, they're going to get like Monday Night they're... Wars numbers. Oh, they're, 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 I bet they have like one seven. <laughs> I, bet, I bet they don't do, they, I bet they don't do one, but they don't do over one eight. No. I, bet they do, I bet they do one seven. They might with just with being live, but I'd be really be surprised. Hmm. Well, they might because they might never... pop a, they might pop a rating with Cena and Goldberg. So I don't know. I don't know how you would pop a rating with Goldberg, in my opinion. But hey, there's also people who who buy who there's also idiots who buy the tickets to their shows too. So yeah. I, gotta, I, gotta, I just thought of something like. When you get a money in the bank, you can cash it in for any belt, right? Yep. Any belt. Any belt. So, like, let's just say, like, the men's world champion got it completely eviscerated and is unconscious. The wo- woman who won money in the bank could cash it and get the men's title. I Technically, I think so. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done that one yet. Well, maybe sure they, the man. Maybe I'm, the man will do that next year. If not the man, it'll be Charlotte, one of the two. <laughs> or Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> well, if she ever gets signed. I don't, yeah. Well, I can tell you what the man is actually doing. What's that? She's staying hungry. She's staying <laughs> humble. And she's staying hard, baby. She's Triple H. She's <laughs> Triple H in it. Trips. <laughs> Triple H. Triple H out of nowhere. <laughs> Triple H H is probably like kicking things in his office right now because his price price carrying cross just jobbed out in his opening match. His top guy just jobbed out in his opening Raw match. The guy that he built up so strong, never lost, and he loses to fucking Jeff Hardy in his Raw debut, dude. Vince McMahon came along and went, what's this? NXT? Real cute, pal. Wipes his ass with it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Matt, I put the beer down. You got a match. <laughs> I, I just can't believe they did that to him. I mean, especially if they're going to try to build him strong. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's me. Maybe it's all fake anyway. But doesn't that kill any badassery by losing to a, a B? I mean, not Jeff Hardy's a great legend. But right now, the way they book him, like as a B-level talent, to come in and lose to a B-level dude. A washed up one that they've made washed up yeah and all the storylines leading up like yeah not a chance crazy crazy i mean it's gonna be hard to recover you know look what they did to keith lee he hasn't been able to recover from that dude you know he just got back on tv after a six-month hiatus right i don't know like you said like you said becky's saying it's got her triple h's down so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to triple H it. Big <laughs> time. Becky's got her boner. Yeah. Becky. All right, with that, all right, gang, stay hungry, stay humble, and stay hard. Triple, triple H. H. Woo.